This is LBC, leading Britain's conversation. Mystery Hour with James O'Brien. Call 0345 6060 973. Tweet at LBC. Text 84850. Mystery Hour with James O'Brien on LBC. Four minutes after 12 is the time and Mystery Hour is upon us once again. Your weekly opportunity to achieve the sort of satisfaction utterly unavailable on any other form of media. It is all about the knowledge. In fact, I issue a a cast iron, gold-plated. Can it be cast iron and gold-plated? Of course it can. You can gold-plate cast iron. Anyway, it's a guarantee that by one o'clock today you will know more than you do now may not be knowledge you're particularly grateful for, or indeed find any use whatsoever for subsequently, but it will, in total, be more than you've currently got. It's the radio equivalent, I suppose, of those newspaper columns, where you write in with a question and someone else writes in with the answer, except much, much more fun. Here's the deal. 03456060973 is the number to call if you have a question that needs an answer. A who, a why, a where, a when, a whither, a what, a wherefore, possibly, depending on your perspective, even a whence. Um, it can be as serious or as silly as you like. There are no real rules except repetition and dullness are our enemies. If you've got a question that we've dealt with before or which Michael and Talia find uh, dull, and I'm afraid their decision is final. You'll be politely invited to jog on, unless it's Michael who's taken the call, in which case there'll be nothing polite about it at all. Oh three four five six oh six oh nine seven three. Hit it now, you will get through. Doesn't stay like that for very long. I only say the number on this programme when I've got phone lines free. If I don't say the number, you'll only hear me talking to the same three people every single day. But Mystery Hour is a bit different from the rest of the week, because things get so busy so quickly. Um, I can tell you, if you're a regular, it's a little slower um, to start this week, because I completely forgot to remind everybody that Mystery Hour was on the way. So, um, if you hit the numbers, uh, you will get through if you hit them now. If you can't get through, if you get overtaken by events and you find yourself not getting through, I'm told by people who spend a lot of time studying such matters that the secret is judicious use of redial. So we we free up phone lines as quickly as we humanly can, inviting people to move along, please. Nothing to see here because their question is either dull or something we've dealt with relatively recently. As a rule of thumb, if it's about motoring, if it's, why why do you have to do this when you come into a round? If it's about motoring, it will almost always be too dull to be included. And if you want to give yourself a little head start on repetition, if you go to the website, lbc.co.uk, there is a a very diverting um, and, and fascinating and occasionally hilarious mystery hour uh, it's like a, an archive, isn't it? A mystery hour archive of previously dealt with questions. It's not, I don't think, definitive or exhaustive, but it's still pretty good. Uh, Martin's already been in touch. So don't forget your own question this week, mate. Martin, you are a legend. In fact, I love everybody who listens to this program, obviously, in a manly way. But um, but sometimes you do really come through for me. Martin, I, I, I would have forgotten, thanks to you, not only will I remember to ask the question, I can actually remember what the question is. In all the years we've been doing Mystery Hour, I've never had my own question on the board. Um, and speaking of you coming through for me, here is, uh, you remember that mystery? Do you remember the mystery in the last hour? The mystery of the 20 litres? The 20 litre mystery of cola? A lovely lady in Bridge End finding all these bottles of full bottles of cola and not knowing why. We've solved it. We've actually solved it. Paul has solved it on Twitter. And I, I would put money on his explanation being correct. Because once you have eliminated the impossible, whatever you are left with, however improbable, must be the truth, Watson. I'm not going to tell you yet, though. I'm going to build a little bit of suspense. Why on earth would there be when... Um, what was that lovely lady's name in Bridge End? Can you remember? It just eluded me for the moment. But why on earth would she be regularly finding... 
full two-litre bottles of pop as she went around on her community litter-picking course, community litter-picking track. I know why now, thanks to Twitter and Paul. So will you if you stay tuned. Let's start in Felton. Ricardo is there. Ricardo, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you, James. Are you coming on Sunday? For last week. Thank you, mate. Are you coming on Sunday? Uh, do you know what? I, I, didn't, I didn't know it was happening. I thought uh, you'd mention it earlier, so I've... I've missed it. Work. Well, just, just in case people listening, uh, I mean, would you like to give them an idea of what No Pressure To Be Funny is like on, the, on, on Sunday night at the Phoenix in, in yeah, Oxford? Yeah, of course. Sunday? James hosts a panel show with very funny comedians. We all have a good time, and, um, yeah. And, and, and you, get to buy, you, get, you get to buy me a drink as well, if you're really yeah, lucky. I mean, you get to have a chat with James if you can find the time. What's not to like? Ricardo, question or answer? I have a question. Good man. Why is it that the majority of food tastes better hot than cold? That's quite controversial. How so? Well, I, I, I prefer pizza and curry the next day. What, from the fridge? Yeah. Mm, what about like a roast dinner? Well, yeah. You know, your roast dinners... I most... think we learnt the answer to this question last week with a different question. Which was... Why do cooking smells invade the house in a way that other smells don't? That was convection, right? Yeah, and I reckon it's the same with your taste buds. I reckon the heat means you've got more flavour washing around your sort of mouth and taste buds and palate than you would have if it's cold. Brownie in motion, isn't it? Oh, it sounds good. Oh, damn. That's it, isn't it? You can have one. I don't, you can have one on me. I don't mind. It's molecular uh, agitation, mate. Do, or, do you remember how the producer wrote Brownie in motion last week? Yeah. Brownie... In motion, yeah. <laughs> it would be, I suppose, in motion if you were chewing it. Ten minutes. Oh, I got one. He's over the line. Thank you very much, Ricardo. Take care. I'll see you soon. Simon's at Oxford Street. Simon, question or answer? Oh, hi, Jim. Yeah, it's a question, please. Go on. It starts off by the, uh, the lady who phoned in a couple of weeks ago about birds landing on telegraph wires and do they get electrocuted? No, they don't because they're into ground. They're not uh, earthed. Yeah, so. that's right. Okay. Well, uh, it's a question I've been thinking about um, railway tracks. You've got the live wire. Do mammals crossing the tracks that touch the live wire, uh, you know, do they, uh, do they, uh... Cark it. Cark it, that was the word. <laughs> <laughs> do, I'm never quite clear on this. I mean, with live wires, if we tread on them, do we die? Yes. Are you sure? Because I, I... I'm pretty sure. I, I think... I but think we're mammals, so there's your answer. Yeah, but, I mean, I, okay, right next to where I work... There's a badger set up on the embankment. Yeah. Uh, oh, lovely. You know, those badgers, you know, presumably they cross the tracks. Now, they've got short little legs. Uh, <laughs> presumably, if they touch the live wire and they're grounding, uh, they're going to attack it. And because we know to avoid it, we don't yeah, generally, yeah, but, but animals yeah, won't know. Animals learn. Animals learn. Yeah. You know, you do something wrong, it hurts, they don't do it again. Yeah, I like that but question. You know, the ultimate, the ultimate, you know, they're not going to, they're not going to, uh, I, I like you. We lost the line, but just in time. I, I was going to ask you a few questions about the badges, actually, but I'll have to wait for another day. It's 11 minutes after 12, so two callers down, two phone lines free. If you've been trying to get through and failing, have another crack now. 0345 973 Soup improves. In fact, anything, spy, I find a chilli, just to throw back to the last hour, improves with age. Chilli con carne, a soup will get better with age. Anything, I'll tell you what else, a foe. If you ever make a sort of fiery vietnamese stock that gets better the second third day but hot food generally tastes better than cold food because you get more flavor washing around your mouth we've dealt with ricardo's question can you deal with that last one about live rails kareem is in hounslow question or answer kareem uh question james yes 
Um, I hope you're able to answer this. I don't know anyone who can yet, and I'm, I really want to know. So um, why is a building called a building when it's already been built? What, what, I mean, instead of being called a built? Yeah, well, I, I don't know what else it can be called. Though. It, it is a building. I, well, I, but, no, but I think you've got a category error here, is that you're presuming that, that the same, what they call homonyms. So building can mean two different things. It can be both a verb and a noun. So it just is, is the answer. It just is. Well, okay. I know I sound like a dad talking to a to, to, to a four-year-old, but but it's <laughs> the, the trap you've fallen into is thinking that a word can only mean one thing. Right. Okay. I get what so you're you could have phoned me up and said, "Why do we call a prison cell a cell when a cell is what our bodies are made of?" Do you see what I mean? It, 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 it's, yeah. It, it's no, the, no. So it's the verb "I am building," and then it's the noun. Here is a building. There are quite a lot of things he says, desperately trying to think of some that are both verbs and nouns. He says slowly, while mouthing at jones the engineer quick think of some there must be some off the top of our heads that are verbs and nouns housing housing you call a housing an electrical housing casing casing the joint casing around a fuse housing can be houses yeah. houses are called housing but also the act of putting someone in a house is called housing them very true i'm taking it yeah no you can take it thanks man if you're new to this, the idea is not that I answer all the questions, but um, I, I have a tiggerish, a tiggerish uh, side, shall we say, that sometimes finds it hard to resist. So if you can answer the other ones we've had, especially the one about the live rail, 03456060973 is the number that you need. You listen to James O'Brien on LBC, two finalised free. One of them could be yours, but only if you're quick. This is LBC. Mystery Hour with James O'Brien on LBC. 18 minutes after 12. Well, that's got to be one of the nicest compliments I've ever seen. Lizzie's just tweeted at Mr. James O'B, and she won't know that I've seen her tweet until next week. She says, I can't believe I've just turned off Mystery Hour, James. I've got a lot of driving to do next week, and the podcasts just make the journeys feel much shorter. So she's decided to save this Mystery Hour until she really needs help getting through the day next week. Um, that's lovely. Uh, what are we looking at? Live wires and lions. What, what, what do mammals do, animals do, on live rail wires? We know to avoid them. Do, do, do they routinely kill badgers, foxes and the like? And lions is a question I've been meaning to ask on Mystery Hour for months. Why? And it takes some effort. I usually manage to get through this. But generally speaking, I never want to get out of bed at half past six in the morning on weekdays when I have to go to work. But when I wake up at half past six on a weekend, that sense of almost irresistible fatigue and tiredness just isn't there. I generally manage to rediscover it through epic effort. But why is that? It must be psychological. Is it the same psychological sort of reflex that means you don't actually need to go to the lavatory until you get to your front door and get your keys out and then suddenly you're bursting? Or maybe that's just me. But we'll focus on the lion, the psychology of the lion and the physics of the live wire. Um, there's a professor on the horizon, but first, Jeff is in Seven Oaks. Jeff, question or answer? It's a question. Carry on. But what I'd like to know, and yes. if, uh, after many years of driving all over the place, mm. you see these lorries driving around, have they got horses written on them? Yes. Now, obviously, these people are equestrian types and they write horses on them yes. is this a legal requirement because they all seem to do it so if you take it down the full path would we be if it is a legal requirement with cars we'd have to have people written on top of our cars well no we wouldn't <laughs> no, no i'm only joking <laughs> you silly old is, is sausage there, do you think there's a legal requirement for these people to slap horses on their on their vehicles i don't know because you do don't it? you don't see them on 
livestock lorries, do you? When you no, see... you don't. They don't have sheep written on it, or cows. Or pigs. Or pigs. Or chickens. <laughs> Yeah, Badger, I don't know. Is, um, is it a, is and you know it's a horse box. A or, 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 I, I like that. Is, is there a legal... Yeah, we'll just get someone who's got a horse box to tell us, can't <laughs> okay. we? Or on a camper van. You, you, you sort of have tourists written on the side. I, I, get, I like that. Why have you been puzzling about that? I thought that was a rubbish question when you started asking it, but well, by the end, I liked it. Most people think it's, what I say is rubbish. No, they don't, Jeff. Only, yeah. only the fools. It's 20... <laughs> worse, that's what I keep telling myself. It's 21 minutes after 12. Professor Hall is here, the Professor of the Public Understanding of Science at the University of Brighton. And glancing at my list, Professor Hall, I don't... Oh, well, there's only two that you... It's, it's got to be the live... No. What are you doing here? Um, I'm very sorry to say I'm correcting you, James. How did you get through? Uh, sweet talk. Who did you speak to? Did you speak to a man or a woman? It was a lady, and I haven't spoken to her before, so perhaps she didn't know. Ah, okay. She's very polite. What's that sound there? It's the sound of a P-45 (laughs) just coming over the horizon right there. And you told her, did you, that you were coming on to correct me in public on live radio? Yes. And she still let you through? Yes. Okay. You carry on, mate. Okay. Um, It's the, 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 um, the hot food tasting nicer yes um, um actually there was a, a couple of inaccuracies Fla- the, the concept of flavor is a combination of smell and taste so in a ratio of about 70 30 it's more smell than it is taste yes. Taste is actually quite primitive yes. you can allegedly taste five things which is salt sweet bitter sour and umami which is um savory umami, umami. like marmite yes and and fish and and, mm. and meat um, oyster sauce maillard browning yeah. oyster sauce that kind of thing um but taste um Taste is underpinned by smell, and hot food, as you as you wisely said, hot food, wisely. Is, very wisely, hot food has got um, more volatile causes more volatiles to evaporate. Right, they diffuse faster, and diffusion is a form of osmosis. Get in. Yes. Hang on, um, I think you may have said that a little bit too quietly. Uh, diffusion is a form of what? Well, actually, it's more a case of osmosis is a form of form of diffusion, but osmosis is right in there. Oh no, it's there. Oh, I thought it was broken. Hold your horses, Hal. Do you know, uh, the reason why we do that whenever anyone says that word, is lost in the mists of time. But, but it's been resurrected recently, and I'm very glad it has. Well done, Professor Hal. So, so is it a form of brownie in motion as well? Well, brownie in motion's in there somewhere. Brownie in motion's just a random walk of molecules. Yeah. Um, diffusion is just a, basically a, a drift of molecules. So what did I get wrong, then? Well, you said it was um, flavour washing around your mouth, but it's actually your, your nose that's more important than oh, your okay. mouth in this particular instance. Oh, fine. Uh, which explains why, when you've got a cold, you say, I can't... Well, I didn't just food. mean mouth, did I? I meant palate. I actually said palate. The palate would be nearer the nose than the mouth. I think you said mouth. I said mouth and palate. Mm. Okay, well, anyway, it explains why, you, when you say, when you've got a cold, you say, I can't taste anything. What you actually <laughs> mean is, I can't smell anything. And at boarding school, on boiled egg days, when they really weren't edible to human beings, but you got into trouble if you didn't eat them, if you couldn't get James Dudfield to eat yours, because he'd get through <laughs> about six, but if you didn't get there early and get Dudders to have your egg, you had to eat it while holding your nose, and it does actually work. There we are, then. Thanks for having me on. No, it's always a pleasure. Let's go, give, give, give Hal a round of applause. Actually, I didn't mind that. Uh, that was the kind of correction I quite enjoy. Might need to rephrase that. Michael's in Enfield. Michael, question or answer? Uh, answer. On the live wires, it must be. <laughs> Can I say I'm very excited? I've been waiting years to get one of these. <laughs> I'm really excited. <laughs> well, I, I, well I, I, listen, I don't want to rain on your parade, but you're not over the line yet. 
Hello, I am. Oh, oh okay oh, then. I am. Okay, okay, big the, man. The answer is, <laughs> <laughs> the answer is, is that there is no earth. So when you, when years ago I used to work for London Transport when I started training as an engineer, and I used to watch guys sitting on the live rails eating their sandwiches. Wow. And even though I knew you have to touch both the rails to get a shock, there's no way you're going to get me sitting on a live rail. Oh, me too. But but the, 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 the line, say, if you had a, um, your uh, supplier to your farmhouse and you've only got, and it's called a TT system, so you've only got, you've only got two wires, the earth is actually finalised in the ground via a stake. So you need to touch, if touching it down to ground does nothing, because there is no ground, um, it's only when you touch each cable together that you will fry, and an animal is just going to fry just as much as we are. But they don't, I mean, touching both at the same time is just not going to happen. No, well, on on the underground, yeah. you stretched across, you would, but an but animal a, isn't. Let's say maybe a a, no, a, a horse could, or a very long horse, badger, or a very very long badger. Yeah, it's all gone a bit Harry Hill, hasn't it? It's all gone a bit Harry Hill. Very. So it is. It is the case that you need to touch both terminals, both cables, to you get know, the shot. There's no earth. Yeah, but you, there's no earth. So by sitting on it and touching the ground, there is no connection to ground. Wow. Electricity is. It, the electricity is formed in a delta, a, delta, a triangle that spins. This is our, our household supplies. And, and when it's generated, it goes over to a star system, and the centre of the star is the Earth. Very so good, that's when it? we get our earthing system from there. So right at the beginning, the red Earth, the, the red, yellow, and blue, as it spins, there is no Earth connection, so you can touch that and you're not going to die. You have to touch both. Right, do not try this at home, I should stress. But this is, you <laughs> know, I mean that, actually. It suddenly occurred to me, everyone listening might be going, oh, Okay, well, so I'll do that then. Most people won't be thinking yeah, like you know, that. They've but... got Earth at home. They've got an Earth, so you can't touch it. No, I didn't mean at home. Earth. I was just being a bit blue petery. I didn't mean actually oh, okay. at home. I mean, don't try it at your local station or anything like that. So a cow perhaps would occasionally, uh, a stray cow might, but then we wouldn't have that many live tracks outside big cities anyway, would you? Well, the, the, you've got a line going out to Aylesbury, haven't you, on true. the underground. Yeah, that that goes a hell of a long way up. Yeah. But... Qualifications, Michael? I'm electrical and heating engineer. And it's finally come good for you, mate. Oh, thank you so much. I'm right. so excited. Oh, there you go. I, I, and I like spreading happiness and excitement in that way. Uh, Amanda is in Wimbledon. Amanda, question or answer? Question, please. Yes. Um, okay, it's from my daughter. She's ah. eight years old, and last night she had pins and needles, and she turned around and said, Mummy, why is it called pins and needles? And I thought, well, tomorrow's Thursday. I will phone James O'Brien. You couldn't, you couldn't tell her yourself. <laughs> no, because I didn't know. Are you serious? Uh, yeah. This is this is verging into childline okay. territory, Amanda. I might have to phone Esther Ranson. You're exposing your child <laughs> to such epic ignorance that, frankly, I'm concerned. Uh, quite often, this happens. Well, let's have a little think, shall we, together? Okay, go on then. What what is it called again? <laughs> Pins and needles. And and what is it physically? Describe it. Well, when. <laughs> When you feel like you're being stabbed by pins and needles. Being stabbed by what? <laughs> pins and needles. <laughs> so I'm just thinking, if I've got this physical condition that hasn't got a name and it feels just like someone stabbing me with pins and needles, what could I call it? Um, so they've taken chicken pox, unfortunately. Um, well, I don't know. Can okay. you think of a good I name for something? this was going to happen. Can you I think knew. of a good name for something that feels just like being, being pricked with pins and needles, yeah. Amanda? Okay, yeah. Can you? Great. <laughs> um, the good thing is, is I call my husband, my father, my sister. Say, I'm going to be on LBC. Please listen. <laughs> do you want to say hello or do you want to pretend it's not you? <laughs> 
is twice this has happened to me now, so it's all right. They're used to it. This is why I love Mr. Aaron. It's why I love you for ringing in with that. And, and blame it Thank all on you. your daughter. It's all your daughter's fault. Frankly, she should have been able to work it out for herself. What are you sending her to she school for? Done. I know, honestly. <laughs> have, have half a round of applause, seriously. I don't know. Why, I don't know. Why do they call it pins in the... Ah, it's coming up to half past twelve. What still needs answers? The uh, the horses question. Is there a legal requirement? Why do they write horses on the side of horse boxes? Uh, and why, when you don't have to get up, do you really want to stay in bed? But when you... No, when you do have to get up, you really want to stay in bed. But when you don't have to get up, you just don't. And I refuse to believe that's just me. I've checked with people. Oh three four five six oh six oh nine seven three is the number that you need. It's coming up to half past twelve. If you've got a question, then you, they, you can just jump in quickly. There's a phone line free. If you can answer the questions that are there, it's just lions and horses we've got le- next. Unless, of course, you're a pedant and a hair splitter and you want to take issue with some of the questions I've rather expertly provided already. Um, you can tweet at Mr. James O'B and you can text. Um, 84850. I love how excited everybody is by the return of the, um, the Hallelujah Chorus. I, we shouldn't, we should have, we haven't played the theme tunes for either, for, for ages either, actually. But anyway, one step at a time. Uh, more to come after this. Mystery Hour with James O'Brien on LBC. It's 26 minutes to one. You're listening to James O'Brien on LBC. Um, Mystery Hour underway got a question we've probably got time well we've definitely got time for it just use redial judiciously if you can't get through straight away lee's in sidcup lee question or answer answer come on then horses there's no legal requirement to have horses on board or anything like that on the side of a, a horse lorry or trailer it's purely there just for courtesy information more than anything most uh horse box drivers or trailer drivers and like they've got horses on board they will slow down a lot um, sooner to a roundabout or a set of lights like that than a car or a normal lorry driver would. Because so of the there. because of the danger of the horses sort of rattling around too much in the background. So it's just it's just politeness really. Why it's don't why, why don't they put other animals on? Because usually other animals are being transported in slightly less comfortable surroundings. I suppose. So if they're in crates or if they're in sort of pens and stuff like that, uh, they don't need to worry so much about what the traffic behind well, might do. There is, there is that, and there's also obviously uh, if you break a horse's leg, uh, obviously it's normally nine to ten put down. Yes. Um, you get a cattle truck. Most cattle trucks are going to an abattoir. Yes. So if they break a leg, well, that, in transit, yeah, that's what I was. Tr- yeah, that's what I was trying to say in a slightly less <laughs> brutal fashion, Lee. I was trying to explain that the you know the the mo. Yeah, you're right. If a cow gets hurt on its way to the abattoir, who cares? Is what you're really saying. If a horse gets hurt, it's probably on its way to a show or, or, or home to its stable. What are your qualifications? I'm a transport manager. A transport manager. Do you deal with horses much? Uh, no, I don't really do horses. But as part of a transport manager, the exams that we do uh, to get our qualifications. You know what you're uh, legally obliged, what you're legally obligated to actually put on transportation. Jason's been in touch with a different answer. I'll let you decide who gets the round of applause, Lee. Okay. All right. Jason says, why do they write horses on horse boxes, James? Simple. Because elephant would be entirely inaccurate. <laughs> I think I'll smell it. I'm giving it to you. So no, this is for Lee. Well played, Jason. T- Tony's in East Finchley. Question or answer, Tony? Question. Go on. Uh, why can't you use something like laughing gas on the battlefield? Who says you can't? You just... Well, I, know. I mean, why not go to somewhere like Aleppo or, whatever, or Mosul and just carpet bomb the place with laughing gas? Then you go in with gas masks and pick up the, uh, the fighters either asleep or laughing. Yes, you, you can do that. 
Well, why don't they? Well, because they're not idiots. Well, why would that be idiotic? Well, using dental gas to pop, to make everybody on a battlefield pass out, and then you go in with the gas mask on and take them out again. Something along that lines, or at least okay. make them... No, I, actually, I'm being unfair, Tony. The, the answer is that the greatest military minds of the last 200 years just haven't thought of it yet. Well, I'm assuming somebody has. There, there must be a reason why they don't. But I, I've just never heard anybody say what it is. Or you could put something like MDMA in the water and make everyone... Yeah, well, I, I think, I mean, in a nutshell, the answer is that when they recover, they're still enemy soldiers. Well, you'd be captured by then. Well, so you're just gassing everybody and then putting them all in prison. Well, it's better than going in and dropping bombs on them or, you know, or yeah. sending in troops to shoot them. OK. Uh, I'll leave it on the board. Uh, Nigel's in Maidenhead. Nigel, question or answer? Uh, answer, James. Come on, then. It's actually an answer you already had, which I am questioning. Uh, oh, no. Who engineer. provided the answer? Uh, the, the, the guy who was the heating engineer. This was the railway answer. Hang on, he was an electrical engineer as well. Don't start splitting it right. Come on then, what did he get oh, wrong? Right, OK, right. He was referring to Star Delta Networks, which are three-phase, yes. and AC. Yes. The underground is DC, OK? Right. And one thing, the live outside rail is at a plus potential, and the central... Let me just, uh, be, just before you bamboozle us and blind us with science, okay. the, the original question was about mammals crossing the line. Yes, I agree. Uh, now, the issue was, that he actually said, if you sat on the line and put your feet on the ground, you'd have no problem because it's not Earth. Yeah. That's wrong. It's a DC system. The outside line is at a positive potential. It's above Earth. The middle line, which is the return line, is a non-running rail. The line in the middle of the two tracks is the return rail, which is at a negative potential. If you sat on the line and put your feet to the ground, you're going to Earth electricity and you're going to kill yourself. If you were to stand on the line with both your feet and not touch the ground, so you jump up on the line, you'd be fine, and you jumped off and jumped to the ground, you'd be fine. But if you've got one foot on the ground and one foot on the line, you're going to fry. So that's why a bird or an animal, if it jumps on the line, it must be lucky and jumps off. If not, it's going to fry itself. I, and this is a reflection on me, not you. <laughs> I, I lasted about eight seconds. Okay, I'm sorry. No, I, 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 I just no idea whether you're right or wrong. So, how come his mates could eat their sandwiches while sitting on the on the on because the? Because most cities sit with insulated boats. I got a few friends working underground and watched what they've done and know what they do. Uh, and they most have got big rubber boats and they're sitting on their backsides or sitting insulated off the ground. So why don't more badgers die on train tracks? I don't know why badgers in particular... Oh, or foxes, or, or, or foxes, or anything. Uh, uh, it's a fair point, but I said from, from, I'm looking purely from the technical point of view. Maybe they just jump over the track. Qualifications? I said electronics, a former electronics engineer. And also, make you laugh, I'm a, former, I'm a railway enthusiast, so you can have a bit of a laugh as well if you but want. Why do your people always say that? Because you're just, you've dealt with train spotter jokes all your life. Yes, that's true. Yeah, well, uh, Sodom, mate. I'm not going <laughs> to laugh at you. No, seriously, I'm not. I think that's a wonderful hobby. I completely get it. I, I mean, it, oh, good. It, like you. any other hobby, it has its sort of uh, extremists, yeah. if you will. It's lunatic fringe, but no, goodness me, there's a few better sights than a... <laughs> oh, hang on. This is just for you, Nigel. Thank you very much, James. Have you been to see the railway children at King's Cross yet? No, I haven't. Well, there's a little tip for you if, you, if you've oh, got right. any young people in your life take them along to that it's got a full-size steam engine in it
Right. Oh, my, I might actually do that. Thank you, James. Take care. Oh, hang on, no, I've got to give you the round of applause first. Oh, round well. of applause, of I course. think, I don't know whether you earned it or not, mate. As I said, you lost me after eight seconds, but you sound like, <laughs> you sound like a nice fella, so take that to the bank. It's okay, 12, cheers, Nigel. It's 12.40. Lawrence is in Isha. Lawrence, question or answer? Afternoon, James. Hello, Lawrence. Now, I have a quandary, because you? you had a question yeah, before an about nitrous oxide, and as you may remember, I've been a dentist for 42 years. I do remember that. You're no longer a dentist, though. Yes. I was queuing up to ask you a question. Yes. So, um, what, what do you want, the answer or the question? Well, I wasn't taking the question seriously about why we don't use laughing gas to end all wars. But if you want to you take that question seriously, Lawrence, you're welcome to. No, but then I'll, I'll let you have your uh, question as well. For my question. <laughs> um, I'm trying to improve my golf. So I go along to the pro and oh, he yeah. says, Lawrence, you really should develop a muscle memory. And I say, but there's no memory in my muscle. It's in the brain. Yes. So what is he talking about? A because memory he, of a muscle. He insists, he insists I've got a muscle memory. You have. Where? In your brain. Yeah, but it's my muscle memory. Not yeah, but it's a memory brain. of your muscle. <laughs> Lawrence, you see, you've got a memory of your mum, haven't you? All right. And that's in your brain. Yes. See? So what the muscle memory is, is if you hit the ball perfectly, then there'll be something in your brain that, rem- that, that remind of how everything felt when you hit that ball. Do you see? I think I should have a- uh, answered the question. But what, yeah, Lawrence, mate, this is, this is official. Oh, okay, fine. This is, this is, this is, this is A-list stuff. The muscle memory is, is the, it's particularly with tennis or golf, is the way you address the ball having a recognition factor in your consciousness. So you will just line yourself up in exactly the same way as when you hit the ball perfectly. So you have muscle memory in all sorts of areas of life. It's the coordination as I try and swing at that yes, thing. Yes, yes. Muscle memory. And then when you really play a blinder, when you send the ball skying over the horizon straight towards the pin, from the tee in particular, that muscle memory is because you've got everything just right. But I can't do it again because I forgot how I did it. That's why he keeps telling you that you need to develop a muscle memory, Lawrence. (laughs) Okay, dear. Thank you. (laughs) I'll take that one. Well played. Do you want to do the nitrous oxide thing as well? Just, just... Because I... No, he's gone. Dan's in Battersea. Dan, question or answer? Uh, question, please, James. Yes. My question. You're welcome. Uh, give me a chance. Give me a chance on this one, because it may seem a bit dumb. But shower gel or mm. hair or, or shampoo. Yeah. Um, I recently was a, a, away on holiday, and in the shower they have uh, body wash, body stroke hair wash, okay? Yeah. Does the same thing. One bottle does the same thing. Yeah. Brilliant. Every day in the UK I have to use... I use two different ones. Yeah. And if I don't, if I run out of one, I don't like using shampoo on my body or vice versa. Is there any difference? Yeah. And if there isn't, why do we bother with all these things? Why don't they just make... Because I've got hair on my body and I've got skin on my head. So I presume they do roughly the same thing. I, I presume I they do we... as well, but um, you will um, want a slightly more comprehensive answer <laughs> than that. Well, yeah. Is it just a marketing ploy? Is it the same stuff to get us to buy more stuff? And and I think it almost certainly is, but we want to hear from someone who's got some qualifications. Ideally. Yeah. Is is there a difference between all these detergents, we could call them loosely, between shampoos, body wash? I drank a bottle of shampoo once. That that is not something I would advise. No, 
No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that with, with orange juice. Or it's, just, no, it's yeah. a long. It's a long story. I have told it before. Um, but but I, I don't think I'll tell it again because I'm a much more mature character now. Um, Dan, I like that. What's the difference? Is it shampoos, body washes? What else do you have on these sort of things? There's all you know. Conditioner is different, obviously, but shampoos and body wash. Soap was the word I was looking for. Yeah, there you go. Big complicated word like soap. They're all just soap, aren't they? With various different fragrances and consistencies. But we need a proper answer from a proper person with proper qualifications. I didn't realise Beverly was uh, standing in for Sheila today, so please do not mention that thing I told you yesterday about her successfully changing my mind on a couple of issues regarded, rega- regarding childbirth and, uh, and labour wards and the like. I, OK? I, I do not want her to know I admitted I was wrong. Keep that under your hat. Thank you. Back to mystery, huh? Carl's in Croydon. Question or answer, Carl? Uh, it's a question. Yes. So, uh, my question is, um, why, why, why when you boil water twice and make a cup of tea with it, does it taste completely different? Because uh, it, yeah, it's air, isn't it? It's, it's, it's sort of got a furry taste to it. It does, doesn't it? It gets softer yeah. or harder. Oh, I think that's the answer. You, 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 because as you boil it, some of it evaporates. So yeah. every time you're left with the stuff that doesn't, ela- the, the concentration of the stuff that doesn't evaporate will get stronger. So the water will get harder. Shall I leave this for an expert, Carl? Okay, yes, please. All right, then. I could tell you were too polite to say so. Why, 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 yeah, okay, water. When you boil, The more you boil it, the more the taste changes. Why? Kurt's in Leatherhead. Kurt, question or answer? Uh, answer, James. Go on, then. This is the uh, laughing gas one. Really? Yeah. Go on, then. Well, there's, there's Only, I, the reason for my scepticism is that I, I, didn't, I didn't think we were taking that question seriously, but I'll be fascinated to hear what your answer is. Well, there's an interesting answer and a slightly more boring one. Yes. The interesting one is that um, with chemical weapons, you have to have something that's very dense, so it's heavier than air. Yes. To sink down, you want it to affect people. Otherwise, it'd float away. Gas. Exactly. The French did actually try something similar in the First World War with hydrogen cyanide, which is also lighter than air, and they actually found that the problem was, because it floated away, the actual lethal radius where it would kill an enemy soldier was less than if they just put explosive in it. Yes. Well, I, I guess the reason the reason I was a little curt with the questioner is because if it was going to work, it would have happened. Yeah, I just said curt. Sorry, I wasn't being funny then when I said a little curt, curt. Yes, I, I, I wondered. If no, I really wasn't. I, I was looking at Tony, who's on next, actually, on the screen. So sorry about curt. The Kurt Kurt thing, Kurt. <laughs> the reason I was Kurt with the original question of Kurt was because I, I just presumed that if there was any viability whatsoever in his proposal, it would be happening now. It's not like they've decided not to use laughing gas on everybody because of some reason. Yeah, the, the, the slightly more boring reason is it wears off very quickly and yes. again, the effect goes greatly. Yeah, with yeah so co- it'll make you laugh. But we're just going around in circles. The question is, well, why didn't they do this? And the answer is because it wouldn't flipping work. And if it would work, they'd have done it. Pretty much. Round of a cl- can we have a full sized round of applause for Kurt, please? Not a Kurt one. <laughs> Thank you, Kurt. I'm tempted to do a curtsy. It's twelve fifty three. Tony's in Heathrow. Tony, question or answer? Hello, Kurt. <laughs> Get on with it, you <laughs> fool. <laughs> And the answer, James, to the <laughs> to the um, shampoo question yes. a couple of callers ago. Shampoo and shower gel. Came, yes, indeed. The answer came from Professor Howell, who I was thought so. Ago today. I thought so. And that was a couple of years ago. And in the Howell um, household, they have got shampoo and 
uh, soap and all the rest of the stuff is all in one big container, as I recall. That's right, um, you're right, actually. He talked, us through, he talked us through his, his, his ablutions did. and his bathroom and everything. He did, he did. I think apart from, I think there's a, a slight addition in the um, conditioner, which, yeah. which makes it a sort of silky, oily effect, whatever it is. But otherwise, it's all yeah. marketing, branding and advertising. Yeah, and I, I, I tried to point this out to the, to the, the, the missus goes and buys all the posh um, shampoo, and I said, yeah. have you actually stopped and read the ingredients on these things? She said, she no, said, mate, I've got a life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but they are the same. The ingredients yeah. are the same. So apart from perfume and then some of the really silly stuff on the expensive ones, like yeah. it's got, you know, tiny little pearls in it or something like that. It Absolutely, is... yeah. It's, it's, all, uh, yeah. it's all the same stuff. It's really. like those vinegar adverts you see in the paper sometimes, and they tell you all the things vinegar can do, and you think that's a load of old rubbish. But when you actually come down to it, you... Um, yeah. You have a, 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 you know, it's true that the chemical constituency of vinegar could replace an awful lot of stuff that's in the cleaning cupboard Absolutely. under the sink or something like that. Well, you get the round of applause, even though Professor Hal did the heavy lifting, you get the round of applause. Thank you. That's my fourth. That's my fourth. Yeah, no one likes to show off. Katie's in Nottingham. Katie, question or answer? Answer. Come on, then. About the deoxygen, well, the water in the kettle, when you make a cup of tea, you deoxygenate the water, and so it tastes different. So it's got less... Are you sure? You t- yeah, because if you... But it's still H2O. It doesn't stop being H2O. The ratio of oxygen to hydrogen must stay the same. Well, if you get ice or get water and you freeze it, yeah. it's cloudy. But so if you sometimes. boil it and then freeze it, it's clear. Yeah. Because you're taking the air out. Uh, so, uh, we say air instead of oxygen. You make more sense. Sorry. So you've got H2O Sorry. that's got air in it. Yes. Which can be released by the boiling process. Yes, it is. Yeah, I, I, qualifications? Um, I read a very good book. Am I allowed to name it? Yeah, of course you are. A uh, nice cup of tea and um, a biscuit and a nice cup of tea. Or bis- yeah. A nice cup of tea and a biscuit. It's all about biscuits. Who, who is it by? I like the sound of that. I can't remember. It's a fabulous book. It's all about biscuits that we eat and the history of them and why we, they test them for crunchiness. And really? Nice cup of tea oh, tell, tell me something I don't know about custard creams, Katie. Oh, I need to go and get my book. Oh, come on, Faye. You must have absorbed some of this knowledge. I can thoroughly recommend the book. Oh, well, you're on. With any facts to hand. Well, fair enough. And it's earned you a round of applause. Thanks very much. And there will be something to do with hard and soft water, but not necessarily something that, that, I mean, in terms of the quality of tea, but not necessarily in terms of boiling, changing it. Thank you. Damien is in um, the West End. Uh, London's fashionable. Question or answer, Damien? Uh, it's a question. Yes. Why do people go in the cold? I can see from the board that we've squeezed through a couple of what you might call more eccentric questions as the close comes into view on this. I think the technical term might be fillers. Is that a fair comment, Jones, the engineer, do you think? All right, why do you think we go in the cold? I've got no idea. Why do we rub our hands together? No idea. Of course you do. What, to keep us warm? Yes. Well, how does brrrr making you warm? How does rubbing your hands together make you warm? I don't know. Friction. So you're turning movement, kinetic energy into heat energy. Same when you go brrrr. Right. Why on earth would you sound sceptical about sure? that? That's not only a good answer, it contained the word kinetic. Hmm. Okay. Well, not, not convinced. Right, I'm going to tell you again, and you're going to sound grateful, all right? Okay. 
When you rub your hands together like that, friction turns kinetic energy into heat energy. In fact, probably a little bit of potential. So potential and kinetic turned into heat energy. When you do that with your mouth, exactly the same thing is happening. Friction, kinetic energy turning into heat energy. Therefore, your lips heat up. Therefore, you feel better. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Thank you. All right. Well, there you go, Damien. Thank you. Coming up to 12.58, you're listening to James O'Brien on LBC. Have we, have we dealt with everything? We've done the horses. The only one we haven't done is mine. And I just honestly, what's the point of having, what's the point of inventing your own game if you don't get your own questions answered? Why is it that when you don't have to get up at half past six in the morning, you really, really don't want to stay in bed, but when you do have to get up at half past six in the morning, you absolutely want to stay there? Has anyone had a crack at that? Have we gone that? This is the first time I've ever put my own question on Mystery Hour. Paul's in Sheen. Paul, question or answer? Hello? Hello? Is that the Wingwa Chinese takeaway? Uh, it, it isn't, I'm afraid, no. Oh, I think I might have got the wrong number. No, you haven't, James. Definitely not. <laughs> question or answer? <laughs> it's a very quick question. Well, it's going sure to be. Be 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 Beverly's on in 15 seconds. Go on, then. <laughs> um, D notices. Yes. Served, served on the media. If you run a little newspaper somewhere, how do you know they exist? I think special branch come and tell you. But how, how would they know if you've just got a story? And you're oh, I see what you mean. I d actually, I don't know. So, so you mean the things you're not allowed to report that you might have actually found out? I, I don't know. I, and I wouldn't be allowed to tell you anyway, even if I did know. That's it from me for another day. This is LBC. I am James O'Brien. We'll be back tomorrow from 10, and the next voice you will hear belongs to Beverly Turner.